Hello, everyone, and welcome to Four at the Back. We've got one more episode for you this season before we go into our break, but long-time listeners will know that this is where we have a, a team of the season, so we can choose one player from each of the ten sides that we've looked at, and you can choose a second player from any one side in order to round out the eleven. So we've got Maz and Neil here with me today. Uh, so we're just the three of us to pick our sides. I guess the easiest way to do this before we go into any players is to say what formations has everyone gone for this time around? Uh, four three three over here. I've gone four three two one. Call that how you want. Okay, and I've gone for a very fluid four four two. So there's a bit of a uh, bit of difference going on here. Uh, there's plenty of choices, I, I realised when I sat down to work this out, and it kind of depends on who you really want, and then you can sort of work off that. So we may find that there's a bit of a bit of difference here. Let's start out with the easy one, though. Uh, you're obviously only allowed one goalkeeper, so who have you got in uh, in goal? Well, I've been kind of foreshadowing this uh, uh, in previous episodes, so I've gone for big Kevin Pressman between sticks from Wednesday. And that's interesting because I've gone for Chris Woods from Sheffield Wednesday. I've gone for Brian Gunn. So three different keepers. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose it's uh, one of the good things about the teams we looked at this year is that you can take the goalkeeper from any of the more unfashionable sides and you're kind of fine with all of them. They all had a really good goalkeeper or, or two in the case of Wednesday that you could just you know take someone from that side than it would do so you could have had gun obviously from norris as well woods pressman and then there was obviously segas at wimbledon as well who would have been equally a, a you know pretty good choice so yeah not much controversy there i don't think so let's move on to defenders i think we all have four right so yeah um, yeah so uh, neil why don't you start us off all right so uh lillian Chiram playing right back because he is probably one of the best defenders ever to play the game could Equally adept um, playing at centre half if you wanted to in in the middle of the match move to the three at the back. Ashley Cole um, from Arsenal, I think previous episodes uh, I think is the only member of the golden generation that you can say fulfilled his full potential. Was absolutely unbelievable um, for England in particular. Um, never ever had a bad game in the English shirt that I can remember. You know, two games against Portugal where he marked Ronaldo out of the game. Just a Absolute Rolls-Royce defender um, and was fantastic in that invincible season for the uh, for the Gooners. Um, and then centre-halves, I've gone John Scales um, from Wimbledon, who was a, a player who I always thought had a very, very high ceiling and was very good for that Wimbledon side. Ball playing centre-half and, of course, you got a pair of bruiser alongside him. So I've gone Matty Elliott to, uh, to win all the headers while John Scales dis- does the distributing. Nice, how about you? Uh, yeah, pr- pretty different from Neil again there. Right back, I've gone Roland Nielsen, who is one of those players that I believe is is just the ultimate professional footballer of that time in the night. He's so solid, so good in that right back role. Um, left back, gone for someone a little bit more extravagant uh, from the Real Madrid team using my Real Madrid player at the back with Roberto Carlos I mean box office absolute box office uh, you, you don't get defenders more box office than Roberto Carlos do you you might get ones that are more solid 
but you don't get any more exciting. Centre-halves, I've... Uh, I wouldn't say cheated, but I've certainly looked at a loophole here, and I'm using Sol Campbell from Spurs. (laughs) 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 Interesting. He he did play a lot of games that season. He played a lot of games. Might have been a right man. So, and I've popped him alongside Leicester centre half. I'm still not quite sure whether I want Walsh or Elliot. Um, I'm going with Walsh just because then then me and Neil don't have the same player. So, yeah, I mean, Walsh was that leader, wasn't he? And um, Elliot, as we, we discussed in, in the season finale, hit those big, big uh, goals in, in those cup finals, whereas Walsh had kind of career fizzled out by that point. But, you know, as the captain that, that brought them up and, um, you know, was the heart and soul of that team at, at the beginning. Uh, I'm going with Steve Walsh. Captain Fantastic, as the Leicester fans used to call him. Yeah. So I have the 96-97 Leicester City player of the season at right back. So Simon Grayson. And it's an unusual looking defence this, so I'll, con- I'll confess. Uh, Bissant Lizarazu from France yes. at left back. And then I've also gone for John Scales as my Wimbledon player because, you know, he was absolutely brilliant. And there's a reason Liverpool spent all that money to take him in the first place. And then I couldn't really decide who I wanted with him. And I ended up narrowing it down to the two French centre halves. And I decided, much like your logic, I guess, that if you've got Scales, who's kind of a cultured defender, you probably aren't going to get too much change out of pairing him with Blanc. So I went with Desai, the more physically kind of gifted of the two to pair with him. So my bat four is Grayson, Lizarazu, Scales and Desai. So that brings us to uh, to midfield then. Did you both say you had threes in midfield, was it? Or Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got one hell of an engine room uh, with mine. So I've kind of gone for... With that France '98, one of the formations that they played, where they 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 had the, the three centre mids and you know then the two attackings and a striker, which gives the uh, fullbacks a bit of uh, ability to get forward, and it gives um, which you know certainly in Roberto Carlos's place uh, he, he would certainly appreciate. Uh, my bad boy of an engine room is uh, Vinnie Jones from Wimbledon. <laughs> sitting with and allowing Patrick Vieira from the Invincibles and Yaya Toure from City to do whatever the hell they want in that midfield. I mean, get, get through many games with 11 men, are you? <laughs> no, no. Well, at least I didn't pick Robbie Savage. <laughs> I've got something not too dissimilar, uh, although mine are more of a flat four. Uh, but I've gone with Vieira and Torre just as the two with the idea that Torre will probably have a bit more freedom and Vieira will have to play a little bit more restrained. Uh, but I kind of trust him to to do that. So I've gone um, for, a, I mean, this is a bit like, you know, when Pep plays against teams that aren't really a threat to him. So he just plays three ball players. Um, <laughs> so I've gone a sort of Ian Crook to uh, pull the strings um, from the uh, the base of the three. And then as my my kind of free eights, if you like, I've got Zidane from Real and uh, Yaya Torre. Um, so you've kind of got someone that's going to pull the strings. Obviously, Zidane's going to play all the uh, the killer pass in the final third. And 
you've got Torre rampaging around the doing Yaya Torre things. Might be in trouble if you play against another half decent team with that midfield, to be fair. But there's a hint of that City Chelsea Champions League final of that midfield there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Pep overthinking. That's that's uh, my my current vibe. <laughs> Uh, so I'm guessing then if you've gone with the French formation, Maz, then you don't really have any wingers to, to speak of. So we'll uh, go straight to Neil. Do you have any wingers on the on the field? I do. But I mean, it's, it's what you'd actually call them is is sort of open to question, I suppose, because, um, you know, I've got Henri from the Invincibles and Ronaldinho um, from, from Barcelona. So although you know, nominally they're playing right wing, left wing. I'd expect there to be a um, a degree of fluidity there because um, I've got Sheringham in the middle. Um, so you've got three highly intelligent footballers um, playing in that final third. So, you know, they'd be, they'd all be doing what they wanted, really. OK, so I've got similarly kind of, I'm thinking, you know, very fluid, give these players the, the freedom to kind of go where they want to a large degree. Uh, which might not work now. I think I've just put Lizarazu at left back, but we'll see. Um, I've got Figo on the right wing and Ronaldinho on the left. Uh, so plenty of firepower there, I think it's fair to say. Uh, so, Maz, you've got two tens, I believe. Yeah, I've uh, actually more two tens, yeah, but... Um... Uh, you're one of my tens you guys have used as a as an 11 so Ronaldinho fancy him a little bit more central but can obviously drift wide and uh, Zidane so I'm I've tapped into Barcelona and France for for this so these two are just calling the shots you know Zidane is obviously a little bit more static whereas Ronaldinho can be pretty much wherever he fancies it. But yeah, you know, stars of those two teams we talked about, uh, I think uh, they jumped out at me quickly as as the ones that I needed. And that's actually, that that's, that's my 10, one from each team, which just leaves the upfront position, which, yeah, funnily enough, like, like Neil, I've chosen Teddy Sheringham as well as my second Tottenham player. No, no, no one's going to buy that, are they? No, Henry. no. Henri, yeah. it, it, it was either prime Henri or just past prime Ronaldo. And, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan, so it's got to be prime Henri as the extra one. So Henri there, um, not too dissimilar from from what either of you have got there. So that there is some fluidity with, with Henri as well. So between Henri and Ronaldinho, they, they can drift about as a striker off going wide. So, yeah. And fluidity fluidity to the team no shortage of goals there although that ruse was about the least convincing thing that we've ever heard uh, uh you've already said no, Claridge was more likely wasn't he <laughs> yeah probably uh so you've already said Neil that you've gone with Sheringham in between yeah. the two so we, we've got your 11 there so it just leaves me and I've got two teams left to to get in and I've gone with the the probably the most eye-catching names on both of those sides I would guess I've gone with Klinsman from Tottenham as my kind of nine at the point of, of the attack he had just an absolutely ridiculous season and then 
Chris Sutton from Norwich playing can just behind him, probably creating a lot of those knockdowns and doing a lot of the intelligent kind of work that, that Sheringham did for Tottenham. Uh, that's one of the aspects of his game that was quite underappreciated at times. Uh, people think centre-back becomes centre-forward, that it's going to be a bit of a battering ram. And he had that aspect to his game, but obviously Sutton was a, a smart player as well. And I think those two would work together quite well, particularly with the likes of Figo and Ronaldinho creating havoc behind them. Uh, certainly adventurous again. Funny enough, when um, Blackburn were in for Sutton, um, Spurs were in for him as well. I remember there being like a, you know, a lot of the paper rumours kind of saying, you know, or who's going to who's going to win the battle to uh, to sign Chris Sutton. And there was a lot of kind of, you know, um, fantastical imaginings among Spurs, young Spurs fans about, you know, Sheringham and Sutton playing up front together. And uh, and but it, it unfortunately never, never came to pass either for England or for Spurs. No, he, he had very few appearances for England in the end, didn't he? Mostly of his own fault. I think he's willing to admit these days but uh yeah a lot of a lot of sides were in for Sutton when he left Norwich and uh it took big big bucks to prize him away from from, from the club uh Blackburn spent five million which was a, a British record I think at the time yeah. and the other interesting thing about pairing those two together is that when because they've moved just at the same time to Blackburn and to Tottenham and there's all these comparisons with you know well if Chris Sutton's worth five million what was Klinsman actually worth and you know must have been worth twice as much and they got him for a fraction of the price so maybe the beginnings of an awareness around what they call the English tax there <laughs> absolutely yeah I mean I mean you have to you have to factor in with Klinsman that he was you know at the end of his contracts at Monaco and um and he was in his 30s and it was a time period where people didn't pay big money for players in their 30s so there was a lot of context in there I think um, of course, yeah but a fun but, press narrative, nonetheless. Still a still a bargain, mind you. You know, you have to say that 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 season of Klinsman will always be one of the the kind of formative experiences of of my teenage years, really. But um, but yeah, Sharing was my all time favourite Spurs player. So you know, anytime we do one of these, if he's in the running, he gets in. <laughs> All right then. So just to finish off this third season of four at the back, should we just run through our elevens one last time? just for the for the tape as they say uh so i've got kevin pressman in goal from sheffield wednesday uh lillian chiram from france playing right back ashley cole from arsenal playing left back john scales from wimbledon and matty elliott from leicester center half and uh, midfield i've got zinazine sedan from real ian crook from norwich yaya Torre from city and then a front three of uh, thierry Henry from arsenal on the right sheringham from spurs in the middle and ronaldinho from Barcelona on the left. I've got uh, Brian Gunning goal, uh, left back Roberto Carlos, right back Roland Nielsen, centre backs. Uh, I've got uh, Sol Campbell and Walsh. Um, in the in the engine room, I've got Vinnie Jones, Patrick Vieira, and Yaya Torre. Then I've got um, Zidane and Ronaldinho doing their creating their magic behind the lethal Thierry Henry up front. And then just to finish off, I've got Chris Woods in goal from Sheffield Wednesday, Simon Grayson from Leicester, John Scales from Wimbledon, and they are playing alongside Bissant Lizarazu and Marcel Desailly, both from the French World Cup winners as a back four. Then Patrick Vieira representing Arsenal, 
is paired in the midfield with Yaya Torre of Manchester City, with Figo and Ronaldinho on the wings of Real Madrid and Barcelona, respectively. And then a strike partnership of Tottenham's Jurgen Klinsmann and Chris Sutton of Norwich. So that's it for this season of Four at the Back. We hope to be coming at you reasonably regularly throughout the summer with just you know random episodes of things that we want to talk about basically and then come the autumn we'll be back with the next season where we'll be looking at another set of some of our favorite teams from the premier league era we hope you'll come back and join us then until next time take care and we'll hope to see you soon